Welcome to This Osteopathic Life. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey. I am honored to share with you the philosophy that has underscored my personal and professional life and explore how osteopathy truly is for the health of all things. I see these principles in action every day in my varied roles as physician, parent, athlete, writer, musician, coach, and entrepreneur, and hope they will light the way for the path to your best health. Please note that while I am a physician, this podcast is intended to share general information and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Thank you for joining me for episode 12 of season one of This Osteopathic Life. Today, we'll celebrate National Osteopathic Medicine Week. This is the final day of the week for 2019. It was an interesting time to come to the podcast and reflect on what it is that would be most effective or important to share. The purpose of National Osteopathic Medicine Week is to bring awareness to the presence of, the distinction of osteopathic medicine and what it means to be a DO. And I hope over these past dozen episodes, I've illustrated that from my perspective. But then I thought about it, and one of the recommendations from the AOA, or the American Osteopathic Association, was to work on your elevator speech and how to succinctly describe to someone what it means to be a DO or why you're a DO and what they could expect from a DO. And I could take the route of saying, well, it's too much to sum up in one sentence, but that's not really fair. We need to be able to explain ourselves clearly and succinctly. And then I thought you know, about as I've been cultivating this osteopathic life, what I've come up with. And I took the whole this osteopathic life and made it into an acronym, which is kind of crazy, but also kind of fun. And it's on the website, and I'll read it to you. It's on the About page. And this osteopathic life is the human investment serving our society through education, organization, and partnership, achieving true health, improving community, learning, and intention for everyone. And it's a big and broad statement. You know, it's a lot of letters. There happen to be 11 letters in osteopathic, which appeals to me. And then another eight from those first and third words in the phrase. And that makes, you know, for 19 opportunities to say what we're about. But what does it mean? Why am I a DO or what is a DO? And I can only speak for myself. And as I thought about it and thought about some of the experiences, even in this last week, is that I'm a physician dedicated to health equity. And that's the most succinct way I can think to phrase it. And I give gratitude for an experience I had at my children's school, the Siskiyou School in Ashland, Oregon, and a parent night about equity and diversity and inclusion, which was led by... Glinda Montenegro Fix, who has a company called Celebrating Diversity. I would welcome you to investigate her company and philosophy and teachings. And she was such an amazing facilitator. And this evening was geared toward gaining understanding on race and 
gender topics and how to be inclusive and how to understand dialogue. And I've always used the concept of equity personally, professionally, with my children about giving everyone what they need to be successful and accepting that it doesn't look the same for everyone because of where they are, because of what success is for them. And I would say the same for health because certainly if you want to be successful in anything in life, health would be the thing I would want to be most successful with and thinking about what do I need to be successful in health or to be healthy if that's what we're considering. And first that means what does that look like for me? You know, what is health for me? What is success and health for me? <clears throat> Excuse me. And as I've noted previously, that might be different for each person from their neighbor, for sure. It might be different for that person from moment to moment, certainly from month to month and year to year. And so what they need to achieve health for them is going to be different and it requires that nuance. And that's what I think the greatest gift of osteopathy is, is listening to the patient, with the patient, for the patient, hearing their story, reflecting it back to them, highlighting points that they might have missed or they might have glossed over as insignificant and helping them see where their successes are, where the challenges are, helping them hone in on, you know, where are you? Is that where you want to be? Where would you like to go? How can I help you to get there? And it's working with them and working within them and working within the amazing inherent capacity they have for health. And it's also accepting various outcomes because what we might want for health for someone might not be what they want for health or might not be what they're capable of for health at that time or ever. And it's being willing to keep an open mind throughout. And so for me, that's the DO difference. Relentless authenticity, sticking to that goal of creating equity for the individual on their own journey of health. And it was interesting to me, and it has been, and that's been the greatest gift of this podcast is the research of these topics of interest that come up and what transpires from it, what learning I have. And so thank you for the opportunity to learn through this. And looking back on the few years, you know, there are different themes each year about National Osteopathic Medicine Week and social media campaigns and brochures you could print and how to you know, speak the DO message. And certainly one of my first instincts is for the AOA, I hope every day is National DO Day and uh, international. And there is a certain level of advocacy, but there's also been a certain level of failure for the AOA to really stand behind what it truly means to be a DO and to find out what DOs need to be successful in medicine. And to be very frank, we've dropped the ball a bit. Um, you know, we've opened a number of schools. We may not have had the foresight to have the adequate number of residencies to take on those students who were graduating and then needed training. And we're now going under joint leadership, which will really be under the ACGME or the allopathic or the MD leadership for postgraduate or residency training. So the training a physician after they graduate from medical school undertakes 
to become board certified and to have full practice rights, there is no longer a fully osteopathic route. And I've talked about before, this could be a victory in that we now have access to all residencies as DOs, or it could be defeat that we no longer have any control over what we're saying or doing or how we're governing ourselves. And those are the cards we have now. And so we have to play them as creatively as we can. And I have some ideas of how we could actually you know, use this as a platform and gain and strengthen our residency training. But I also recognize, and I, this was a tangent, this was saying why should we have a National Osteopathic Medicine Week but there is a moment to pause and gain more awareness of ourselves first. We have to be able to define who we are, to be able to communicate it effectively to the world, and then to take that time and hopefully to have the world say, oh yeah, there are two pathways to become a physician in the United States, and why choose this one? And as I went through historical weeks and themes one thing that struck me was that many of them were about how we're pretty much the same as MDs. And in a way to try to justify our existence as a fully licensed physician or legitimize the training, it mostly tried to draw parallels. Same number of hours of training, same classes, similar tests. And that's important. I can see the purpose of illustrating that it's fully vetted physicianship. But it also made me a little sad that on one website, when there were six things to say about being a DO, the first four basically were just saying we're the same as MDs, but we have some extra training in osteopathic manipulative treatment, and we have this other philosophy. And I had to sit with that for a while and think about it. And some of it is we need a frame of reference. So for the most part, the majority of people in the United States are familiar with MDs, and that likely is the first thing they think of when they think of a physician. And so starting there, starting with the familiar as a frame of reference and illustrating what things qualify us similarly is reasonable. And from there, being able to say, and, you know, we have those same qualifications and, one statement was, we tend to partner with our patients to help them get healthy and stay well. And I don't know that that's unique to DOs. I would think in medicine, especially as medicine is moving now, a lot of physicians see the point in partnering with their patients to help them get healthy and stay well. I think they hope for that, you know, creating that sense of autonomy and responsibility on the part of the patient rather than you go to the doctor, you get an answer, and if you don't get better, it's the doctor's fault and not yours. Um, but I think if I were to look at that statement, you know, DOs, if we're practicing to the principles, are always recognizing that the capacity to be well is there. You know, it's within the patient. And so you know, the partnership with them to help them get healthy and stay well is really honoring that and also recognizing that life sometimes gets in the way. And when we're off course, we need to remove obstructions to help be those within the body or between the person and their community and the world. 
How do we help them with that? And that's where the equity comes back in. And equity for DOs, you know, what tools do we need to be successful in medicine? As I said, is the AOA advocating for us for that? Or do we simply need to advocate for ourselves? You know, if the system isn't designed so that all physicians have the skills and tools that they need to be successful in the practice of medicine, we need to change the system. And the system is changing with this merger of the residency programs. I don't know that it's changing in the way that will be helpful to osteopathic physicians. And certainly, I want to be clear, when we talk about things like gender and race equity, I recognize that there's a different level because those are things you don't choose. And so to have inequity from that place is different than a DO to have inequity because as osteopathic physicians, for the most part, we have chosen the path of DO over MD. There may be some who default into it you know, as their backup plan, but in any case, this is a chosen profession and career and certainly can be a calling that feels even beyond our choice. But I want to make clear I'm not equating the experience of inequity as a physician who's in the minority as a DO to elements of gender and race that folks don't have the choice in that matter. But I do think some of the experiences we can draw on the education as a society that we're gaining in equity versus equality and apply those here and see how it can help this osteopathic life for the physician in their experience of being a DO in the world of medicine and for the experience of patients engaging with their health health and finding equity in being treated by an osteopathic physician. And I was reading an article on everyday feminism by an author called Amy Sun, S-U-N, could be pronounced soon. And I found some topics really helpful. And again, coming from that experience at the school recently in the parent evening, it was really interesting to me. I'm going to read to you a few lines and discuss them a bit. Equity is giving everyone what they need to be successful. Equality is treating everyone the same. Since everyone is different and we embrace these differences as unique, we must also redefine our basic expectations for fairness and success as contingent upon those individual differences. It means that men and women should be given the same opportunities to succeed despite their differences. Or it means that MDs and DOs should be given the same opportunities to succeed despite their differences. And I'm adding my line here that that might look different for an MD versus a DO. The level of support might be different to get us to that same place of success in the practice of medicine. Now I'm back to returning to quoting the article. Usually I am just unaware of my own privilege because the system generally works in my favor. And there are many things for me that work in my favor and privileges I have that I don't even acknowledge because I'm able to get through life without the barriers that are there. There are some barriers I do have. As a woman in medicine, I'm in a minority that is shifting. We're nearly at that equality marker as far as percentages. 
as a DO. I am in the minority of physician degree in medicine. Back to quoting the article. So the system is flawed when it does not meet everyone's needs. I need to practice equity in order to be truly fair. Equality does not always elicit true fairness. And this was from a second resource. It is not our differences that divide us. It is our inability to recognize, accept, and celebrate those differences. And so I'm grateful for National Osteopathic Medicine Week for helping us to recognize, accept, and celebrate the differences between DOs and MDs, which is the most common comparison as physicians. But when we lack that celebration or when we lack that recognition, we lack the capacity to even attempt equity in treatment. And so for DOs, some of the skills we need to develop in order to achieve equity for ourselves is to get clearer on who we are and why we are and how we are and where we are and you know, our role in the history of medicine, in the current present state of medicine and in the future of medicine. And that's on us to take up the task of owning it. And we deserve from our governing bodies a platform for that and resources and tools and support to say, yes, we all agree on this is what and who we are. And here's how we're going to take that message forward to the world. And there are efforts. And I hope there will be more as we go forward. And I do think there's a call for a grassroots level revolution, hence the onset of this osteopathic life. As far as delivering care and being a patron of health as a physician, as an osteopathic physician, we need to be willing to work with our patients and truly get down to what do you need to be successful? What barriers are in your way? And some of them are going to be systemic, you know, and can we remove them and clear the path for everyone or for the majority of people? There was a great cartoon in that article, and it was students getting ready to go into school, and there were steps and there was a ramp. And an adult, a teacher, a groundskeeper was shoveling the stairs. And there, the one person who's in the wheelchair in this cartoon said, would you mind clearing the ramp so I can get into school? And he said, well, wait, I'm cleaning off the stairs. They're, you know, they've been waiting for the stairs. And the comment back from the person who was in the wheelchair was, well, if you clear the ramp, we all can get in. And sometimes we don't think about that. You know, If we never had to consider using the ramp, we've only ever even seen the stairs, right? They're the only thing in our vision. It never occurred to us that, oh, well, if we make this way open, I can go in and they can go in as well. And so in health and as a physician, that's what I seek. You know, And there are going to be some broad things that are helpful for everyone. With a little tweaking, there might be broad things that are helpful for an even wider audience to which I might have been blindered because of my lack of awareness, because of no personal experience in that arena. And sometimes it means a change of course for the people who need more to achieve even the baseline of health we might consider appropriate. And I had the experience this past month 
of working with a third-year osteopathic medical student and having spent the beginning half decade or so of my career full-time in teaching residents and students, I had taken a pause in more recent years, somewhat that I didn't have a lot of patients my first year in private practice, and then some for the culture of patients not expecting a medical student when they were seeing me in private practice, and some admittedly because I was tired. You know, it's a lot of work to teach a student. And I've always held this tremendous gratitude for those physicians who month after month after month in the hospital where I trained took on a new med student who knew very little and got in the way and slowed things down. But the experience of working you know, directly with the physician and with patients was valued and they were willing, those physicians were willing to take that slow down for the benefit of the greater good of patient care going forward. And I do believe we have a role to teach and not all of us teach in the same way. And again, do what is within our strengths in order to be the most successful teachers we can be and have the students have the best experience. And in group settings, big lectures, one-on-one, there's different ways we can teach and find what works best for you so that you can truly serve yourself and the student from a place of relentless authenticity. And in so doing... I had this student with me, and it was a fair amount of observation, which can be hard in what's a hands-on specialty. But the purposes were twofold. Again, some that patients weren't ready to have a student joining in on the treatment, and when they were comfortable, I would have the student join me and talk him through treatment. We would treat together. But overall, there were benefits just from being in the room. So he would observe the interview and the treatment plan and the application of treatment and the nuances of how I was applying the hands-on manipulation. And we would discuss it after each case and see what came up and what questions he had. And the interesting experience through it all was the benefit each of us received. So me from teaching and having to get very clear on what I was doing and you have to explain it and you have to be concise and be sure that you're communicating effectively, not just hearing it in your own head for the patients. And even though I speak a fair amount to my patients, again, it's different when I'm explaining a technique to the student or the relationship between the area I'm treating and some of the nuances of the experiences they're having of their health or lack thereof at the time. And for the student to see a different approach to treatment, to make those connections for patient care, but then also for self-care. You know, hearing over and over each day the importance of mind-body-spirit integration and attention and sleeping well and eating well and exercising appropriately and you know, listening for when stress is coming into the body, you can help but start to integrate some of those thoughts. And he began to shift his own habits, you know, back to those that had become a bit less therapeutic during the course of his rotations. And at the end of the rotation, as we're going through the review and talking about a summary, you know, how did this rotation affect you? What goals did you have going into it? What did you get from it? What would you have liked to achieve? How will it impact your education, training, and practice going forward? And I hope with reviews, this is always an opportunity. Rather than just showing up getting the job done, taking a test, passing, and moving on. It's how are we integrating this? You know, What is the meaning of this experience and how am I putting it 
into the tapestry of my work as a physician lifelong. And I so appreciated that. And it so reinforced for me you know, the purpose of this osteopathic life. And it was enriched even more on my travels. I returned to Michigan this week to work and happened to see a patient in the airport who was also traveling and who had been one who had accepted the student into the room and into the treatment and commented to me. He said, you know, I don't know what it was, but after that session, that appointment, I've never felt so good. My pain was better. My sleep was better. My mood was better. He was lighter, you know, in body, mind, and spirit. And he noted how important it was to hear my thoughts on the treatment, to have two people engaged in the treatment, the hands-on portion, and just the energy from the whole experience, which was so encouraging to me to be more of an advocate for that and explain the benefits um, for all of us, for the patients going forward on rotations with students. And just to say, yes, you know, when we're all focused on delivery of health effectively, everyone gets better. The physician, the student, the patient, the community, the world, you know, if there are people walking around on higher levels of health, everything gets better. And that's the best outcome I could ever hope to achieve. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity this past month to my colleague who brought the student in and I was able to help teach to the patients who welcomed the student to the student for taking on the experience and reflecting back to me, you know, the purpose and the potential. And so to me, that's my DO difference. It's why I do, it's who I am. And that's what I hear. And if we can all continue to work hard as DOs to be physicians advocating for health equity, to be that for ourselves, you know, as patients, as citizens, as humans, to be that for each other and for the world. That's for the health of all things. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to record these podcasts, be accountable, to stay on task, to keep thinking about it, to keep getting clearer on communicating it and bringing it to the world. What a great opportunity and experience, and I'm grateful for the invitation. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey with This Osteopathic Life. Thank you for listening.